Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. Jesus says some very tough things about discipleship today. The gospel starts with this interesting line. Great crowds were following him. Why were these people here? Why were they following him? Well, scholars say there could be two reasons, among others. People were following him because they just had the multiplication of loaves. They might have been following him because they're hungry and they want more bread. And the other reason that maybe they were following him is because they're seeing him do these miracles. They want to see another miracle. This man is amazing. People can't walk and all of a sudden they're walking. So Jesus turns around and addresses them. What's happening is he's realizing they're not getting it. They're not getting it. Jesus is coming, the Son of God, one time in the history of the world. He's proclaiming the kingdom and they're not getting it. So he tells them in very direct terms, it's like right between the eyes, if you want to follow me, I'm going to give you three conditions. They're not easy. First one is, unless you hate your father and mother, your wife and your children, brothers and sisters, you can't be my disciple. Now I think that would have gotten their attention. I remember once when I was going to my spiritual director and I was going to confession and I was telling him how I hadn't done my prayers like I wanted to. And I said, I don't think it's a mortal sin. And he interrupted me and said, oh, it's worse. (laughs) He got my attention. I said, worse than a mortal sin? Yeah. He, He went right at it again. Yeah, that's your lifeline. How can you be a Christian? How can you be a priest if you're not praying? You see, in the Middle East, as it is still today, they have a um, technique of hyperbole. They would exaggerate things so you don't miss the meaning. No, Jesus says, if you have faith, you can move mountains. It's a lot stronger than saying, if you have faith, you can do anything. In other words, he's telling them, Unless you're all in, you can't be my disciple. You can't be a part-time disciple. You can't be a mediocre disciple. And you certainly can't be a disciple that's got a consumer mentality. What's in this for me? So that's the first condition. All in. You know, one day when I was serving at Christ the King years ago, And the amazing thing is, what I'm telling you right here, happened on the day of this gospel. The father came to me after mass to tell me about it. As they were walking into the church, this one dad and his five-year-old son are walking in. And as they're in the vestibule, the son says to his dad, you know, dad, I love Jesus more than you. And the father was like, oh, really? Tell me about this. And here's what the five-year-old says. Because if it wasn't for God, 
you wouldn't be here. And I thought, oh my gosh, the wisdom of a five-year-old. Out of the mouths of babes, right? He understands what Jesus is talking about in the first principle here. Am I all in? Now, all in doesn't mean you have to change your life. I hear people who are all in all the time. I listen for it. You know, I'll be at the airport. I'll be in a store. You can hear it when people, and I'll say people, hey, God bless you. And they'll, and they'll say this, he does every day. That to me tells a person who's fixed on God and listening to God and being thankful for everything God gives. That's a person who's all in. Or if someone's helping someone else and the other person says, thank you so much for helping me. How could I go by a brother or a sister and not help them if they're in need? Another example of somebody who's all in. So wherever we are in our life, it's possible for us to be all in as disciples. And Jesus says, that's the only way. You're not my disciple if you're not all in. The second condition is about taking up my cross. Now here, Paul's a great example. You know, in the second letter to the Corinthians, there's a spot in there where this is happening in the church of Corinth. They got these other people coming to preach and some are saying, well, that guy is the most holy guy. And they would say Apollos or different names of these different preachers. That guy's holier. So Paul is like having to defend himself. And he says, I'm only saying this not to boast, but to boast in Jesus. And then he goes down this list of things that happen in his life. Talk about taking up my cross. He says, five times I received 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. He was stoned. And then there were the natural disasters being shipwrecked, starving, freezing. Now, if that, all that happened to you, how long would you go before you'd say, if I'm following you, why are you letting all these things happen to me? Paul never ever says, why are these things happening to me? He felt it was his chance to take up the cross. He believed that Jesus was with him through every one of these things. He didn't say, why are these things happening? He embraced them. He talks about the meaning of these events in Romans. Remember this passage? Who can separate us from the love of God? Troubles, persecutions, a sword, even death. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. This is a disciple speaking who understands what it means to carry my cross and follow Jesus. And the last condition is to renounce all my possessions. Unless you renounce all your possessions, you cannot be my disciple. So what's going on there? Does this mean that everybody here sitting tonight, we got to go down to the bank tonight and, and, and take the big withdrawal and give it away? No, there are some people throughout our tradition who did hear this and did feel for them it was literal. But what Jesus is getting at here is we can't possess our possessions. We need to be able to like hold them lightly. Let me give you an example. 
Our call is to tithe 10% of our income, 5% to our church, the other 5% for all the people in need. So one guy who's a doctor, must have been pretty well off, he was doing 10%. But then he thought to himself, you know, I do 10% and I don't even feel it. I guess he had that kind of wealth. I don't even feel the money gone. It should be to the point where it costs me something when I share what I have with others. So he figured it out financially, mathematically. He figured for him, if he gave 22% a year, he would feel that. It would cost him something. There'd be some sacrifice there. And in doing that, he's doing what Jesus says. It's as if he's saying to the Lord, Lord, all this, I don't possess it. It's mine, but I don't possess it. If you need it, and sometimes the Lord will come to us and say, he'll point them out. There's my people, they're suffering. You have the resources, help them, help them. So those three conditions, am I all in? Do I try to take up my cross each day? Do I live the mode of not possessing my possessions? Now, when I read this gospel every time, I have to have to tell you, I have to think about my own life and say, Lauren, what are you calling me right now? What do you want me to change? How can I be a better disciple? And I'm gonna pose that for you too. I think the message there is a challenge for all of us. How's he calling you to be all in? giving you the grace to take up your cross and giving you the courage and the freedom and the generosity not to possess and hang on to our possessions. Dear Lord, I pray for everyone here. We've been blessed in so many ways and you are calling us to be your disciples. Give us the strength and the courage to say yes in every way. Amen. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.